This is Monday, September 12th. How strong is your memory? Can you easily hold on to the events of your past? Yesterday was a day of remembrance for us in the U.S., the anniversary of 9-11. Growing up, I remember hearing people talk about what, where they were when President Kennedy was shot. The nation came to a standstill. Everyone stopped as the news came in, and they wondered if the president would live, if his life could be saved. I was only four at the time, and so I have no memory of this moment. But that's not true for 9-11. I can remember right where I was at the time. But now there is a generation coming that was, was not alive when 9-11 took place. They've heard what happened, but it's different when you see it happening live. These moments take up residence in our hearts, and they shape our lives going forward. This was the problem with Israel after they were liberated from their slavery in Egypt. New generations came along that were not there. They didn't see the works of God. They didn't know how God had saved them. Much of the instruction of children centered around returning to the mighty acts of God, what God had done to redeem his people. Now here's part of our scripture from worship yesterday. Psalm 78, verse 1 to 4. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Accline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell them to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders he has done. Now, this song is given as an instruction, really a cautionary tale, you might say. It's like the coach of the football team that requires his players to review last week's video of their game. They get to see every dropped pass and every missed block and the foolish penalties they racked up. It's humbling for sure, but it, it reinforced a clear message. We can't do this again. Now, this is what this song is about. It is like a few of the conversations I had with my dad when he shared with me the mistakes he had made. He didn't often admit to them, but when he did, he was telling me because he loved me and he didn't want me to make the same mistakes. This is written by Asaph, the worship leader. He calls his words dark words. No one wants to keep alive the memory of the ways we have stumbled and fallen, how we've turned from God and the consequences of us doing that. So this song is going to hurt, but it's also going to be a healing and protective pain. Growing up, a good friend, his name is Andy, made, the mistake, made a mistake while driving. He ran into a telephone pole not far from where he lived. The pole was right next to the road, and well, so the collision was understandable, but he did some serious damage to his car. A day or two later, another friend painted clearly on the telephone pole, Watch out, Andy. Now that painting stayed on that pole for years, and it served as a cautionary tale not only for Andy, but also for the rest of us. You see, this psalm has that purpose for God's people. It calls God's people to tell the stories they, well, they may not want to tell. 
What experiences of your past might help your teenager to hear if you have one? Not because it reveals your success, but because it shows your need of grace and forgiveness, and it will be a warning to your son or daughter. This is why the text calls Israel not to hide these lessons from their children. We want to hide some of the lessons we have learned. We'd rather not tell them about the times we fell on our faces, times we struggled, or times we turned away from the Lord. So why share about these times? Well, it shows that God is the hero of our story. We're not self-made. We're saved by grace. Now, the psalm tells us that there are four major reasons why we should need to tell these stories. First, we tell them because we want the next generation to hope in God. We want our children to trust their lives to the Lord. And so sharing the truth about our lives shows them that we need a Savior. We need God to rescue us. Second, they would be informed and humbled by the knowledge of our stumbles. We want them to remember the works of God in saving us. Yes, we want the story of our salvation to ripple down through the generations, even to a generation that has not yet been born. And third, those that hear will keep God's command. They will cling to God, really. That's what we hope. Hearing our studies of stories of brokenness will lead to their obedience, and it will open the way to life. And this is what we desire for our children and for their children, too. Finally, that they should not make the same mistakes, not wander from the Lord as we have. Now, as I read this psalm, it gives a real hope, the hope that we can learn from our parents. We can learn from history. We don't have to make the same mistakes. We can walk close with God. We can learn to trust him and teach our children to do the same. We can share how God has cared for us and redeemed us even though we were caught in sin. Let's pray. Lord, we spend so much energy running from our stories. You redeem us to transform our stories into histories of hope and redemption. Give us wisdom in showing the next generation your faithfulness. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.